Welcome to Global Truth Center. Okay, this starts, this, this lyric starts with, wake up and breathe, just make sure I have this here, I do, good, wake up and breathe in deeper than yesterday. So it's about waking up on a brand new day and going, I'm ready, let's try that, ready? I'm ready. Joyce, you have to say I'm ready. More time for Joyce, here we go. Breathe in, I'm ready. Okay, you all ready? Okay, so wake up and breathe in deeper than yesterday. Take on the morning like your soul's been remade. By the way, it is every day. When you wake up, your soul is remade. You don't have to hashtag bring everything from the past into your present day. How many of you still do that at times? I do. You wake up and go, what was I annoyed at yesterday? How many of you do that? right? Let me try to remember what I was annoyed about yesterday. Uh huh. <laughs> this is a new day. So when I woke up this morning, I decided it was a new day because it has been a very challenging week. I have had a challenging week. Has anybody else had a challenging week? Raise your hand if you've had a challenging week. The rest of you are retired. I get it. <laughs> a lot of, lot of, lot of uh, golfing and swimming Yes, I actually am doing that too, as well. But it was a challenging week this week. I had some things come up. We, uh, some people left us that was an untimely leaving, unsurprising deaths. Um, there was some betrayal in my week this week that was surprising to me, really shocking to me. And, and so waking up and saying it's a new day doesn't mean that I'm not going to deal with what has happened but I better deal with it from a new perspective. I better be willing to wake up and say, this is a new day, regardless of what still is in my day from yesterday. And that's what I wanna talk about today. That's, that's what's important for me to understand. So our theme is new beginnings, right? Um, but when you have a new beginning, when something comes up, it's a new beginning when someone perhaps annoys you. Anybody have anybody that ever annoys them? So that's a new, I love it, you just went, oh my God, yes, right? So, and that's a new beginning, although sometimes if it's the same person over and over, it's not a new beginning, it just feels like the same old stuff. But for a lot of us, let's look at the word betrayal. When someone who you think is a really good friend betrays you, that's kind of a new beginning. You're on the precipice of a new beginning. You have to deal with it somehow. Same thing when someone passes untimely, when you're not expecting it. It's a new beginning. It's a new beginning of life without that person, and it's a new beginning of life for that person. But the question is, how are you going to relate to it? What is your perspective it's going to be? And, the, and I always say when something happens, what's here? What, what do I need to know about what's going on? It's so easy to just get involved in the facts. How many of you do that? We still do that. I know. We get involved in the facts. It's like, all right, here are the facts. And we're out here. And so here's the truth back here, solid, really clear. But we're like, what are the facts? <laughs> and we're way out here now. And we're like, we're unbalanced and we're confused. And it's, we're taking on all the energy of all of this stuff. <laughs> right? 
And our job is to bring ourselves back to the center, back to truth. How can I still see all of this but from here? What is my perspective? So the title of my talk today is To Be or Not to Begin. <laughs> For those of you who may not know that quote, it is from Hamlet. And um, it's a moment in Hamlet's life when he's trying to figure out how to react, basically, to what has happened. Now, he's been handed quite a blow. His mother and his uncle have offed his father, and he's now expected to just allow the uncle to become his new father. So Hamlet's a little annoyed. He is really annoyed. And so most people think this is a to be or not to be, that it's a mortality thing, but I actually don't think so. I think Hamlet's thinking to himself, do I deal with this one way or do I deal with this another way? And here's why. I'm going to prove it by the texts in my best Shakespearean. <clears throat> to be... <laughs> I can't even do this seriously. To be... No, it's to be or not to be. That is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, meaning whether it's nobler to deal with all this stuff and just suffer through it, or to take arms against a sea of troubles and by opposing, end them. By saying, I'm not interested in this anymore. I'm not going to fight you. I'm just going to let it be what it is. Bless you. And that ends it because now I'm back in the truth. And then he says, to die, which is why people think that it's all about death and suicide. To die, to sleep. But here's the thing, he says to die, to sleep, and no more has a capital N. So it's like to die, to sleep, no more. So it's not like to sleep no more, but it's to die, to sleep, no more. I will put an end to this. This will be done, whatever this is. You get to do that with whatever is in your life. To die, to sleep, no more. And he says, and by a sleep, to say we end the heartache and the thousand natural shocks the flesh is heir to. Tis a consummation devoutly to be wished to die, to sleep, to sleep, perchance to dream. Ah. There's the rub. Until we are willing to put this to an end, we have constricted ourselves to a place where dreams no longer come. We are too involved in all of this to even allow the dreams to come. Ah, there's the rub. So today, my talk is really all about perspectives, choices. He had a choice to either react to his father. We all know what he did. He chose to react to his father in the whole kingdom. He had to. It was Shakespeare. You had to be dramatic. So it all happened. It all fell apart, and it was a very depressing story. So we have a choice to do that, to sleep, perchance to dream. Aye, there's the rub. New beginnings come in two flavors, I find. And here are the two flavors they come in. Reactive and proactive. So... I want to tell you something about your life. Your life right now has been a 
chain reaction to all the things that you have either reacted to or created from. Many people, and I looked this up, do you know that almost 60% of your life you live by reaction? That 60% of your life is basically lived from whatever reaction you have to what's going on. We are very reactionary people. Now, the mind is a very um, creative thing. So whatever you react to, you might as well just be taking that reaction and creating it for yourself. So it is about our reactive life or our proactive life. Have you ever been in a situation where you're creating something? You're just in creative mode. Either you're writing a song or maybe a play or you're, or you're painting a picture or gardening. You're doing something just for you. It's not a reaction to anything. You're just doing something because it's exciting to do it. That's a proactive life. You're not reacting. You are proacting. You are creating from that place inside. So when we say to be or not to begin, I think as we end this month in New Beginnings, we need to start asking ourselves, when I create a new beginning, am I creating a new beginning based on a reaction to something? Or am I creating a new beginning because there's something in me that's ready to create this? And I think if we took the time, we really took the time to figure out how much of our lives are reactive and how much of it are actually proactive. Am I a minister because I want to be a minister, or is it in reaction to something? I can honestly say I am a minister because it was a calling. Because frankly, it was not on my list of top 10 things to become. In fact, it probably wasn't on the top 100 of the things to become. But I sat in a center one day listening to Dr. David Walker, and when he finished speaking, I was convinced that something needed to change in my life. So that was proactive. Was it a reaction to David? Yes. Can we react to things in a positive way? Absolutely. But that reaction created the proactivity that then ensued in my life. So it's time for all of us to just take some time and say, this whole idea about new beginnings, it's exciting. I love when Mindy sings the song. It's really exciting. But what am I creating? And more importantly, why am I creating it? So this week, I realized that if I followed my reactions, I would not like the life I was about to leave. lead. Leave would be good. If I followed the reactions I had to certain things that happened this week, and if I came from those reactions, life would take a turn that was not for my highest and best. So how do we do that? What do we do? When we realize we're reacting to something, how do we back up? I'm sure many of you have had experiences I've had where you just get sucked into the energy of what's going on and you are reacting from that energy and now you're in the middle of it and all the energy that that was, you have just taken on and now you're creating from it. That is a reactionary life. So... I'm going to show you this. Oh, there you go. Oh, you already gave it to me. Go back. Back one. I've got this. Go more. You don't have to worry about it. So I want, to look, I want you to understand the difference between proactive people and reactive people. So listen to this. Proactive people can say, I am the force. I am the captain of my life. I can choose my attitude. 
I'm responsible for my own happiness or unhappiness. I am in the driver's seat of my destiny, not just a passenger. Proactive people think before they act. They recognize they can't control everything that happens to them, but they can control what they can do about it. The first thing I have to really say to you is, it's true, you can't control other people. I'm really sorry, because I would like to. Wouldn't you all like to control the people in your life? Wouldn't you like to say to your husband, you'll do it this way, exactly the way I want it done. And they do it. That is my life, because that's how Kevin behaves. But, but for most of you, you're just going to have to deal with other people doing what is theirs to do, not as what is yours to do. And your job is to understand what your reaction is, but then step back, as it says right there. Step back and go, wait a minute, okay, that's my reaction, I get it. You know, Jesus talks about, you know, take, what is it, something about slapping? Clearly, Bibles are my thing. You know, turn the other cheek, thank you. Reverend Dale got it. So, so Jesus says, mother, father, sister, my mother, my daughter, my mother. No, that was Faye Dunaway. So Jesus says, turn the other cheek. And turn the other cheek is great. But for most people, this, as soon as the slap hits, you're not turning the other cheek. You are slapping them back. Anybody? Yes, absolutely. I remember when I was a little kid, and I, I, I was not a fighter. I was, I was really not a fighter. And I, I didn't like to fight. And I didn't want to fight. And I was really skinny, and, and at the time, now I'm this very butch man, but at the time, <laughs> I don't see the humor there, but okay. So, but at the time, you would call me a sissy. So I had this fight where a kid offered me out to go to, go to fight, and first when he offered me out, I thought, lunch? I didn't know what it meant. And so he offers me out, and we have to go do a fight under, under the bridge. It was like so West Side Story, even before I knew what that was. And it was under the bridge, and my brother, my older brother's like, I am so proud of you. I'm like, don't be proud of me. I'm not going. I am not going. He's like, you got to go. So I went. Why am I telling you this? I know, because when I got under the bridge, that little guy, his name was Chet. There are things you never forget. He hit me, and I, he hit me in the face, and I saw blood. I saw blood, and that kid never had a chance. There was no, and I went to a Catholic school, there was no turn the other cheek. There was, you are dead. And I just pummeled that kid. I won the fight. And everybody's so, no, do not applaud. You're going to applaud that I beat somebody up? So I won the fight. But when it was over, I, I went to Chet, who was like, and I went, let's never do this again. I said, I can't do this again. Let's just be friends. We weren't. <laughs> so proactive people, a proactive young James Mellon, would have known to see the blood and go, I give up, I respect you, I forgive you, let's move on. Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine if that came out of my 13-year-old mouth? He'd be like, yeah! <laughs> so that's proactive. Now let's look at reactive. There she is. There's the reactive you. 
So reactive people are those that simply go through life pretty passively and then react when something happens, usually in crisis mode. Reactive people make choices based on impulse. They're like a can of cola. If life shakes them up a bit, the pressure builds and they suddenly explode. So my question to you today is, which one are you? And you're probably both, wouldn't you say? How many people think they're both? I think most of us are both. The question is, how much of the time can you move yourself to proactive? So this week, as I said, has been very challenging. And there is something that I'm still working through in my life. And, and it was a betrayal. Um, I was going to say of sorts, but no, it was a betrayal. And my job is to understand it, accept it, and release it, and not live from it. And that's what I wanted to bring to us today. Way too often, we take the energy of something and we attract it to us. And the minute it gets to us, it is ours. So this thing called, let's say, betrayal, this thing called betrayal becomes mine the minute I accept it. Not when I recognize it. I can recognize it. I love Maya Angelou's quote, when someone shows you who they are, believe it the first time. Do you know that forever I didn't realize that quote had the first time in it? I thought it was like, when someone shows you who they are, believe it. And I used to teach that quote, and I'd say, but you can give people chances, give them time to, to change. And finally, one day, my, my husband said, did you ever really read the quote? <laughs> and I was like, yes, when someone shows you hard, they believe it. And he went, the first time. And I was like, well, that seems kind of rude. <laughs> but now I get it. When someone shows you who they are, believe it the first time, and if they ever want to change your mind, it's up to them, not you. Make sense? So what that means is don't take all of this on in reactionary mode because you're going to live your life from that energy. Do you want to live in that energy? So let's go to Ernest Holmes. <laughs> Someone said, yes, let's go to Ernest Holmes. Please, let's go to Ernest Holmes. Ernest Holmes says this, the more power one gives to his or her thought, the more completely one believes that his thought has power, the more power it will have. So why do I bring that up for you? Well, your reaction is the way you are using your power. The reaction is power. The more power you give to your, your thought. Something happens in your life and you react to it, from just a reactionary energy, you are now that energy. It's who you are. It's what you are. It's what defines you. And it's what will take you into your next new beginning and your new day. And how many times have you noticed that sometimes in life, we carry these things for weeks, months, years. We think we're over it. Someone mentions his name and we're like, ah! And we thought we had it all handled. That's because we are still in reactionary mode. Well, using Ernest Holmes' quote, it's really important to say, I get it. I understand how powerful my mind is. And I understand how powerful your mind is. Your mind is a resilient piece of creativity just waiting for you to say something to it. And not just your words, just waiting for you to know something into it. It is saying, 
gimme, gimme, gimme. What do, you, what do you want to create? And if you decide, I want to create anger, <laughs> watch what happens. If you decide, I want to create revenge, God, <laughs> then you, <laughs> you get to live revenge. You get to live in that energy. This is, her name is Maria. She, she's one of my students. She went through practitioner training all the way to the point where she realized that revenge was not part of our philosophy. <laughs> and she said, I will come back to practitioner training the minute you include revenge as one of our tools. Yeah. So, it's all about your mind. What are you equal to in your mind? So, when we're looking at new beginnings this month, what I really want to ask you to do is pay attention. Is this new beginning a reaction to something old? Or is this new beginning a proactive creation from inside of me? Something that I want to create something that is my authentic self, my divine self. Part of that means, I love that book, what other people think about me is none of my business. Yes, right, Don? What other people decide to even say about me is none of my business. One of the things, my, I get this spidey sense. When someone says to me, do you know what so-and-so said about you? I'm like, I don't think I want to know. Tell me. <laughs> And then they tell me, and then I have to go through this whole process of don't react, pro-act, right? I just would rather not do any of that anymore. I would rather, what? Resist. No, because what you resist persists. Yeah. Keep trying. Um, <laughs> so, to be or not to begin. Today is our last day of new beginnings. I will tell you that next month our theme is daring. Right? I knew you'd like that. Maria, you probably like that too. Daring. Dare to seek revenge. I get it. So on our last Sunday of new beginnings, I think it's really appropriate that we start understanding what are we beginning and why are we beginning it? This center, this, these last four months since I've been here, was March, April, May, June, five months since I've been here, the energy of this building, the energy of the consciousness of all of you, the leadership at this center, watching the, the newness and the, 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 the desire to create a new beginning has been palpable. It has been so exciting. And it's important for me to know that this new beginning is not a reaction to anything in the past. That we do not take it that way. That we realize we are ready to find what Dr. Tom began and to explore it and expand it and bring it into the new millennium. Allow it to be a new beginning that is ripe with science and understanding and spirituality and bring all of that together to be or not to begin? That is the question. Namaste. Hi, this is Dr. James Mellon, 
And I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message and ask you for your support. Your tax-deductible donation to Global Truth Center ensures that we can continue to provide you with this form of inspiration each week. To make a contribution now, please visit our website at globaltruthcenter.org. Again, thanks for listening. Namaste.